0: Hey y'all, this is Lily, she got faith, the founder of Healing She Got Faith. This is episode two of our first series, Everyone Has a Story. I am a brand new show here on Total Entertainment Radio. I am your local self love advocate and happy monday i am super 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 excited to be here with you while i'm here i just have to do one thing and i have to shout out the hidden wealth center for allowing me to utilize their space i totally forgot to shout them out on the first episode but with this new radio show and all these wonderful partnerships that i am making i just have to make sure i am giving flowers Where they are, you know, where they should be needed. I believe in giving flowers right now. So that is what I want to do. So if this is your first time here today, again, I'm a brand new show healing. She got faith. I am the founder of healing. She got faith. We are an organization that focuses on adults who are grieving and on their self-love journey. I envision to create a safe place for us to really just enjoy. Um, well, not just enjoy, but for us to really just come together and address the issues that we have not been able to address. So, without further ado, we will get the show started. So, if you were here with me last week, we discussed my full circle moment of. Getting a radio show and just all the things that like 15 year old Lily wanted, and how 30 year old Lily. And it was almost after I had got done with the show, it was almost kind of like I felt like 15 year old Lily and 30 year old Lily kind of met each other. So I did really feel that hopefully you guys enjoyed the first episode and hopefully that's why you're back this week. So you can catch me every Monday on Total Entertainment Radio at um, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. You can also catch me on YouTube. I do record these. So for those of you who like to put a face with a voice, you can also catch me on YouTube um, at Healing She Got Faith. And then... Also too, I have it on all the podcast platforms. For those of you who listen to podcasts, um, I also put the episodes on there. So I am so glad you're here. I want you all to check out totalentradio.com as well as if um if this is your first time hearing from me i'm also a new author so i'm the author of everyone has a story which is a book project that is really encouraging people to embrace their story whether good or bad it is a novel journal and plant planner It's less than well a little bit over a month old now so check that out you can check it out at healing So, let's get started. So, as y'all know from last week, I picked cards. So, today I'm actually picking a card from the Power Thoughts card by Louise Hay. And I really like this deck of cards. Last week, I pulled from the Four Elements by Don Ruiz. And so, I picked three cards today. And so, the first one says, my income constantly increases my my income is constantly increasing i begin now today to open myself to ever increasing prosperity card number two i love life it is my birthright to live fully and freely i give to life exactly what i want life to give to me i am glad to be alive i love life card number three life is simple and easy all that I need to know at any given moment is revealed to me. I trust myself and I trust life all as well. So if you're new here with us, I pick cars to kind of get our brains working, to kind of reflect and just get ready. Sometimes we talk about heavy stuff and sometimes, you know, you if you ever just show up to a place and you like, you want to be there, but you don't want to be there, like. You just need to decompress. But maybe you're like me and you don't like all those icebreakers. Like, you just really need to reflect. So I do that almost with everything I do. It just helps me process. It helps me get in the mode. It helps motivate me. So I'm. we'll be doing that with every show. So now let's reflect. I really like this last one that says, life is simple and easy. All that I need to know at any given moment is revealed to me. I trust myself and I trust life all as well. I think a lot of times for me, I've been in such survival mode and I've been on such go, 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 that um, I have gotten to the point in my life where like, I just want a simple life. I just want it to be easy. Um, if I can control it, like I really just want that out of life. I want it to be at a place where I am very, very open to whatever life is about to give me i'm very open to whatever needs to be done i'm very open to you know like i no longer want to be in survival mode i no longer want to be so busy that i cannot focus i no longer want to be in a place where i have to um constantly have an active calendar so i really want this that simplicity in life the second card is i love life I'm getting to a point where I really do enjoy life for what it is and what it has done for me. I really do enjoy life for what it has given me. I am at a place where life has been up and down. I'm not going to say it's been amazing. I'm not going to say it's been horrible. But my life has... I'm trying to change my perspective in life. So I am in therapy and I'm oftentimes talking to my therapist about... um, There is like... Kind of this thing we do in my family where it's like, oh, it's the Nolan curse, oh, it's the Ortiz curse. So like my dad's side is the Nolan, my mom's side is the is the Ortiz. And a lot of times it's just like, oh, that's just them Nolans, or oh, that's just that Ortiz. But I'm really trying to break out of that because I feel like there's such a negative vibe that goes with it. Like it's kind of just like I want to change my mindset to accept and welcome like the good things like it doesn't always have to be bad you know what i'm saying like i really want to get to that place where you know i can enjoy good things i can enjoy that i don't always have to have something negative and even if you were here last week i talked about like even getting to this point of having this radio show and even my book launch like everything possible that it could go wrong had went wrong and just Instead of thinking, like, "whoa is me, but actually being like, I'm going to just push through. Yes, I'm upset right now, but I'm going to be in my feelings and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to make it happen. Because that's what I want. I don't want to be so down. Like, that has been the majority of my life. And I'm just being honest with y'all here. Like, I don't want that. I I truly want to enjoy what i'm going through i truly want to embrace what i'm going through and i want to acknowledge i do remember my parents and my parents had never really acknowledged like when they were upset when they were sad i vaguely remembered them crying like my mom i remember her crying a couple times my dad probably more than my mom but they never talked about it and it's just like yo like your life was hard like we need to embrace it so with that being said I I love life and I want to enjoy what it gives to me. And this third card, my income is constantly increasing. Let me tell y'all, money has always been a problem for me. Money has always been a problem. I've gotten older. I'm trying to really understand finances. I'm trying to really understand like how to make more money, how to keep more money, how to have better money habits. One of the things that I'm learning is like discipline and just how to keep it save it how to change generational habits how to create generational wealth there's been a couple things that i've tried in this last year to truly just um you know try to better my finances and i have not been successful but i also haven't been the worst i'm in a much better place than I have to say throughout my life and probably even a much better place than my parents were but still nevertheless I want to learn more and so I definitely receive this because I am believing that through this book through this radio show I will be having like a constant increase in income like I am believing that I'm knowing that I'm going to work my butt off to be able to to truly in, you know, enjoy that and believe that and know that it will happen for me. I think with money, sometimes, well, a lot of times, I have just been very insecure about money. Like, oh, I don't deserve money because I spent it on this. Or I don't deserve to be wealthy because no one ever taught me. And I don't deserve X, Y, and Z. Like, all type of stuff that just, I have to ask myself, like, who told you that? Like, who taught you that? Like, the audacity. And so, with that being said, um, I definitely receive that I am definitely want to make the right decisions, and I definitely want to move forward with that. So, that was our icebreaker. That was our intro to today's episode. When we come back, we will definitely get on topic. We will be talking about adults who greet. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. So, if you were here last week, I mentioned that um, national children's grief awareness was last week so typically people wear blue and a couple quite a few grieving organizations around the country um acknowledge acknowledge that day and just really focus on like what it's like for children who are grieving and so i really do celebrate that i have supported the cause um and i believe in the cause one of the things that when I created healing, she got faith. One of the things that I realized was there was a there was more resources resources for children than there were adults. So I focus more on adults who are grieving, but nevertheless, like we definitely need to make sure that we're supporting the children, and we definitely need to make sure that we are giving them resources so they don't grow up to be adults like us who just have never dealt with that. So with that being said, like I have this book here. It's called Healing Your Grieving Heart. Hundred practical ideas, and this is by Alan um, Woolfelt. I think that's how you say his name. Um, and he defined grief as: grief is the constellation of internal thoughts and feelings we have when someone, when someone we love, dies. So, typically, when we talk about grief, it automatically goes to death, and that's—I mean, I think that's just the most common. When I talk about grief. I actually am referring to anything that we love that we have lost. So that might be a house due to a fire, due to moving. That might be um, a new transition. You might be grieving a life you thought you were going to have. You might be grieving your old life. You might be grieving a boyfriend, a girlfriend. You might be grieving a friendship. So I think as I've gotten older and I have gotten, I have hit Club 30, I've realized that there are a lot of people my age who have just lost a lot. And a lot of times we're grieving what we no longer have. A lot of times we're grieving something that just, it's just not there. And it just wasn't supposed to be that way. And so I look at grief as this thing that kind of steals joy. Like I spoke to y'all about last week when my father died. Um, he was my biggest fan when I was DJing. And when he died, I no longer had that desire to dj there was a lot stolen from me there was talent there were um just certain things that were taken away from me that you know it was because i was grieving and that's just what it comes down to and through grief i became very insecure i became very timid i became very quiet i was not a quiet person i was not an unhappy person but grief kind of turned me that way and then we fast forward to 2018 so my father passed in 2007 we fast forward to 2018 when my mother would my mother passed away and when my mother passed away my life completely changed and it wasn't for the better I was a completely different person I was experiencing different things i really didn't know how i was and i talk a lot about both of their deaths in my book where i I lost myself i completely lost myself like with my father and i say this all the time i felt like i lost a piece of my heart with my mother i felt like i lost my soul like my entire soul and that was hard to deal with i was no longer the happy-go-lucky person i was no longer the person that could be there I was literally at a place in my life where I needed a me in my life. And that was very hard for the people around me. When my mother died, I really had to figure out what grief was because I gained a lot of weight. I really couldn't do nothing. I had no sense of purpose. I was just kind of here. I wasn't suicidal. But I really just didn't feel like I had a place in earth. Like losing my mother took a lot from me. And I sit here and I think about that because I went through a lot of changes physically, mentally, emotionally. I went through a lot of changes. And to be quite honest, there wasn't a lot of resources out there. So I was going through all of this and I was going through some of these heartbreaks and some of these questionable things that um I really honestly just didn't understand. I started to realize that there just was not enough or any resources for adults who grieve. And so in that moment I kind of remembered to when I was working um at elementary school for my grad school program when I was working on my masters of social work. And I remember we had all these programs for Children, because obviously we was an elementary uh, elementary school, but I remember there being adults and parents who were also grieving. And while we had programs in place, it just wasn't enough, which made me think like we didn't have programs to support these adults and these kids' lives. So we're doing all this work with these children, but then they're going home and they're having to live with adults who never got the opportunities to grieve how does that work what does that even look like because i remember my parents and both of my parents had dealt with death a lot um my father had lost his father and his younger brother my mom had lost her younger brother and both her parents died at a very very young age on top of all the friends and cousins and whatever who had passed away how could they support us as children when they need, they never even understood grief itself. So my parents come from that generation of you just have to be strong. People die. You keep it pushing and that's it. They don't really talk about their feelings or they didn't. Cause um, if you didn't know, both of my parents are deceased now. I think I said that earlier in the show. That's redundant. <laughs> um, but, they didn't talk about their feelings. Like, I knew when mom and dad were mad, but I never knew what for. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what I could do. I was oftentimes at that place where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my fault. Whatever it is, it's my fault. It's my fault that they're upset. When in actuality, it had nothing to do with me, but it had everything to do with they really didn't know how to deal with their grief, which. Is honestly heartbreaking now that I think about it, because I know for me going through those two depths, it changed my whole life. And I remember like thinking like my mom just wasn't a happy person. And then remind you, this is literally Lisa thinking this, like, why isn't she happy? Like, why? Like, come on. Like, we're living like we're here. Like, what's the deal? And now that I'm older, realizing that like mom couldn't have been happy because mom has so many internal issues going on with her that she was trying to be a mother, trying to go to work, trying to be a wife, trying to be a woman in this world. And on top of, she's in pain. She's in a lot, a lot of pain. So I think about that. And I think that a lot of times we're just taught to suppress and we're also taught that when we cannot figure out what is going on, that we just got to be quiet. And I don't like that. I don't like that. That happened a lot. Like when I was grieving as an adult, I'm not, I'm not referring to when I was grieving when I was 15, but as an adult, I was 26 when my mom died. Um, people will often ask me like, well, what is it that you want? What is it that you need? Guys, all I knew was I needed water. Sometimes I needed food because I really couldn't eat and I needed shelter. Ain't those the necessities, air, water, shelter, oh, food. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you I need. There is nothing you can do for me currently because my mom is gone. I have lost a huge part of me. And what I was realizing was I was learning my new normal. So whereas people wanted me to be happy and people wanted me to be that Lisa, people wanted me to go back to who I was, I couldn't because she no longer existed. She no longer existed and it was hard for the people around me to really see that. It was hard for them to support that. It was hard for them to see that. It was hard for them to see me in a state where I didn't even know where I was. So I think about that a lot of times and I have to think about my parents and I think about, well... If I was going through that, what the heck were they going through? So, we're going to finish this conversation. We're going to go ahead and take a break. But just think about that. If in today's age, I couldn't even focus on my grieving, how could our parents? And we'll talk about it when we get back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we ended on a note where I was asking y'all a question, like, if in today's age we can't even focus on our grieving, what the heck were our parents going through? Like, really, really and truly? Because that was definitely a different culture, a different generation. They lacked mental health resources more than we do. And we still lack them. Like, best believe that we still have a lot that we have to – deal with um but with that being said that's really how healing she got faiths came along because i was a i was an adult who was grieving i was also an adult who had realized that i never actually grieved the death of my father which was almost 11 years prior to my mother passing which then i also realized i have dealt with a lot of death in my life um I had a friend from college who was killed in a car crash. I In the book, I talk about um, I had my first real day and I was like so excited. And that day, the guy I was Aiden, His father was murdered and I ended up going to that funeral. Um, I think that same year, I probably went to like six funerals. I remember my first funeral being in 1997 when I was in the first grade. Like I have dealt with a lot of death. And for me, it has always just kind of been normal. So I realized, like, people don't go to as many funerals as I have been to. Like, I've been to a lot of funerals. I did not know that was unnormal. Had no idea. Had no idea that was not normal. I've met people who probably go to funeral once every 14 years. I probably... I'm 30 now. Most of my friends are between 26 and 30. And I had one friend tell me the last time she went to funeral when she was 14. Now, since my mom has passed, I have not been to a funeral because I think after my mom passed away, she just kind of took it out of me. I really couldn't do much more with any of that. I really couldn't do much more. Then what I can do now, it's very hard to get me to go to a funeral to a memorial. It is extremely difficult. Um, it just takes a very mental capacity that I just don't know if I have it. And I, you know, and that's just me just being completely honest in this in this space right here. So I thought about that and I just thought about how I never dealt with my grief because I didn't know how. I didn't quite understand grief. So I always say grief kind of chose me. I kind of fell into this grief world because it's just something that I dealt with. It's just something that I thought was normal, which come to find out it wasn't normal. So I oftentimes think about adults and I oftentimes think about the lack of resources that we have. And I oftentimes think about how most adults just don't know that they can be themselves that they can embrace themselves they can embrace their feelings like i think one thing to acknowledge is we all have triggers which a trigger is something that um reminds you of someone or something and it kind of puts you back in that place and it might not be a positive place it more more than likely it's a it's a negative place so it could be like um a hint of perfume a song if you're driving down the street a memory and it kind of just puts you in the space of like wow this person is really gone i'm really not here things of that nature so um for me oftentimes i would get triggered by music so i go through phrases where i really really love music but then i also go through phases where i really just can't listen to music because there's constant reminders of who and what is not here no more And that could be hard because I love music. I love music. Music is my getaway. Like I always tell people music was my first love. And for adults, it's hard to acknowledge that because we just don't have a safe place to be able to be like, yo, I miss my mom today. Like as adults, we still have what I call a little person in us. And, you know, sometimes little Lisa just wants her mommy. Sometimes little Lisa just wants her daddy. I am single, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, and sometimes like if I'm dating or if I'm thinking about like my past relationships, I often wonder like, what would Daddy do? like how would Daddy have taught me like if Daddy was alive now, like what what would that look like? I also wonder like, who would my parents be today? How would they have grown? What would their personalities be like? what What would that consist of? I think about that a lot and you know I think sometimes as adults we just have to be told like okay they're dead move on like it is what it is which you know it doesn't it doesn't get easier like I think a lot of people say with time it gets easier I'm gonna tell y'all right now and this is probably an unpopular opinion I don't think it gets easier with time I honestly think we grow into our new normal, which our new normal is being without that person, place or thing. And we learn to live with it. For me personally, growing up, I have had a much harder time having these milestones. And my parents are not here like graduations. Oh, my God, I hate graduations because I've really only experienced a couple graduations with my parents so like my mom was at my high school graduation and my mom was at my bachelor my bachelor degree graduation my father was at my fifth grade and eighth grade graduation um my mom died six months before my grad school graduation and graduation is such a hard time and such a hard place and this any graduation because I see people with parents and I oftentimes think like, wow, I didn't get that with my parents. Or if I'm going to weddings and they have the father and daughter dance and the mother and son dance and I'm like, I will never get that. While there's other things that could replace it, you still miss what you never had. I will never get that opportunity to dance with my father. I have him walk me down the aisle I will never have the opportunity to kiss my mom on my wedding day. And I used to pray to God, like, please don't take her away until I get married. Like, I want that moment for me and her. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think, you know, that's hard. There's something hard to deal with. But again, being an adult who is grieving, it's not easy to talk about that. So that's why I created Healing She Got Faith. And that's why I am so big on adults who are grieving because we definitely need it. We need that space. We need that space for us to truly know that it is okay for us to grieve. It is okay for us to feel that way. And then if you're a parent, like I'm not a parent, y'all. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm a parent. I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you what I would do. I am single with no kids. I am not telling any parent what to do, say, or whatever. But I imagine if you are a grieving adult and you have kids. I imagine that is probably even more harder, more difficult is probably the term I should be using because not only are you grieving, not only are you human, but you still have kids to take care of. You still have to cater to these little people, these little persons who you created and they're depending on you. And sometimes we don't even have enough strength to get out of bed. And sometimes we don't have enough strength to move. And sometimes we don't we just don't have it. And that's a difficult place to be. That's a very very difficult place to be. Because how am I supposed to function in life and I can't even focus on what I'm supposed to be doing? And I don't really have help and I don't really have guidance and I really can't talk to people. Like a lot of us have people that we can talk to, but we really don't have people that would just listen. We really don't have people like a lot of times our circle, they want to fix us. And sometimes if you're anything like me, I'm like, I don't want to be fixed, yo. Like I am not trying to be fixed. I do not want to be fixed. I want to be heard. I want you to listen to me. I want you to really understand where I'm at at this point in life. Stop trying to fix me. You are not a doctor. Maybe you are. Maybe you got some doctor friends. I don't. But maybe you're a doctor. I tell people all the time, I have a therapist. I pay her. Me and her go through a lot every week to unpack everything that is here. So when I'm coming to you as a friend, I'm coming to you because I'm looking for love. I'm looking for a hug. I'm looking for a shoulder. I'm looking for a meal like yes. And let let me Let me say this. Sometimes our friends aren't in a place to really hear where we are. I'm going to get more into that, but I'm going to get more into that after this break. And we are back. So where I left off at was just saying like sometimes our friends aren't in a place to truly hear where we are in our grieving process. And for those of us who are grieving, we have to be okay with that. Everybody won't be able to handle what you're going through. And I'm probably going to do an episode on that alone because I I do think that is a conversation that needs to be had. I do think there is some dialogue around that that should be had. And should you go through this, which I hope you don't, or if you have, I hope you don't have to go through it again. Should you go through this, being able and willing to have that conversation of, listen, can you handle this right now? Can you be that friend? And if it's no, no love loss. It just, it is what it is, but going to the person who is grieving, going back to the person who is grieving with me, I needed me in my life. I needed somebody to pour into me. I needed somebody to hug me. I needed somebody to give me space. I needed somebody to bring me food. I am that person that is always there. I'm always going to be at all of your events. I'm always going to support your business. I'm always going to support whatever journey you decide to take. I'm going to be the first one there. The last one there. I needed that for me, which is where love you the way you love the world came from, because I was there for everybody. I was showing up. I was showing up for people that I really didn't even know. But I supported the cause. And when it was my time, I had people tell me that they stopped talking to me because I wouldn't tell them what I needed. I couldn't tell you what I needed. I didn't know. I had people tell me I was too negative. You don't have to deal with that, but rightfully so, I was negative. I remember going to a get-together, and I was just really down. And I remember someone coming up to me and being like, well, why don't you just smile? And I was literally like, if I could just smile... I would. I I don't want to be crying all the time. I don't want to think about this stuff. I don't. I don't want none of that. Like seriously, I don't. I don't. But you know, one thing I learned is when you're grieving, the people around you are more uncomfortable than you are, and typically that turns into them wanting to just fix you. They just want you to be better. I remember back in college, I was at, it was probably some church event and I went through a really bad breakup. So I was grieving the breakup and I hadn't really talked to the guy I was dating in a while. But of course I go to this place, I think I'm about to have fun and this guy texts me and I started bawling in the middle of this event. So I go to the bathroom. The lady that was with me my friend who took me she was just like what are you crying for and i'm like i don't know like i haven't spoke to him now i spoke to him and now i'm just really emotional she was literally like well just act like it didn't happen i'm an emotional being guy like when the tears want to come they gonna come i cannot hide that i cannot hide that whatsoever i i am a person when my body is ready to cry my body is going to cry and it's going to let you know hey we are here we are live we are coming and going and i just remember sitting in that bathroom like get it together lisa get it together but i was bawling honey and a lot of that was i just had a lot of heartbreak going on at the time i had a lot of things i was in college by myself i think i was trying to help my family i was working i was going through a breakup and i had some health issues going on like it was a lot at once and um i i want to say like i was just really into that relationship and when it ended my heart was just flat out broken and i bring that up because that's a different type of grief that i want y'all to like kind of tap into while we're here And I was an adult at that time. I was over the age of 18. And as you can see, I really didn't have the support that I needed. A lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, you knew he was cheating. You knew all this other stuff you decided to say, blah, blah, blah. Just because you know something doesn't mean you're quite prepared for it. It Doesn't mean you're ready for it. It does not qualify because you knew you should be okay. We're human. We have emotions and we have a lot of emotions. And I think a lot of times we forget that we have emotions that are more than mad, more than sad, more than angry. Like we have a list of emotions and sometimes we go through different emotions throughout the day. And I oftentimes think about that, like how I literally just broke down crying and how like people were just uncomfortable for me. Like, Oh, she's crying. And I mean, there's a, a lot of us who've been there before where we just started crying and people are like, here she go again. She always crying. She always doing this. She always doing that. And it does get disheartening. Like, for me, I stopped talking to a lot. Why? Well, I, I stopped talking a lot about me. Like, I'm a talker. I talk enough to make you think you know what's going on. But also, too, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I got friends now and even my little brother who is constantly, like, You know, you hold a lot of stuff in. And I still do to this day. 30 years old and I hold a lot of stuff in. I'm very vocal and I'm an advocate, but I hold a lot of stuff in. There is a lot of stuff I just do not speak on. Because I don't want that reaction. Because for so long I've had that reaction. I'm getting better at it through therapy, through journaling. I'm putting it out there now. I mean, this is going to be online, which means the whole wide world is going to be able to see it. So... Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm working through. There's a lot of stuff that I'm just really trying to get to a place where I'm like, okay, like this is what it is. Like, this is where I'm at in this particular moment. So I say all that, um, to say like, I think it does come to a point where we just have to be honest in our grieving process and we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to be honest with the people around us. The people around us genuinely mean well, and they genuinely want to love us and help us typically speaking however sometimes we do have to guide them in that sense of like this is what you can do to help me this is what we can do to keep this relationship going it's not easy but it's worth the conversation so with that being said let's go ahead and take a break because that was real real heavy go ahead get you a drink of water take a bathroom break and i will finish up after this break all right welcome back welcome back <laughs> so man having that conversation with your friends about where you are in your grieving process and kind of letting them know where where they play a role and things of that nature and just kind of letting them know like what it is that you need from them um i think a good place to start is just having a conversation with them like this is where i'm at this is what i'm going through this is how i'm feeling i can't really tell you what i need i can't really tell you what it is that i'm looking for but i could tell you that i'm hurt i could tell you that i miss whoever it is whatever it is i could tell you that my body feels different my body is going through a bunch of different things um Maybe you can help me by finding resources. Maybe we can do a group together. Maybe we can do an outing, but things of that nature. So I definitely think that just being honest about where you're at. I mean, having, being an adult and grieving is definitely a journey in itself. It's definitely a place where it can be complicated, It can be extremely complicated and it can be a place of just vulnerability, confusion, a lot of sleep, emptiness. And it's a place where, you know, it's a day-to-day process. Like some people don't feel any of that right away. Some people, it could take years to feel it. Some people feel absolutely normal. And I mean, it's just one of them things where you know, it might be normal for you. It might be a place where you are. What's the word? It might just be a place where you're just trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out, like, what is this? And as an adult, we don't have that teacher, that counselor, that coach coming up to us like, hey, I see that you're going through some things. I see that this has been really hard on you. We might have a friend, we might have a co-worker, we might have that. But typically it's kind of like, I mean, take your day off, but eventually you just need to get back up and go back to work. And so I do think there should be a system in place where people are grieving. Like typically places in corporate America only give you. Three days to grieve, which is not any amount of time at all. But, um, you know, there's something that we have to advocate for and there's something that we do have to be honest about. And that is definitely something that we need to realize like in order for changes to be made we do have to advocate and some of us really don't realize these changes until we go through a situation where we're grieving or we go through a situation where we're sitting up here really trying to figure out like what the heck am I going through so you know as an adult who is grieving one of the things I've done is I started back writing and just being honest like I know for me I had to start saying no to a lot of things and I had to start just focusing on me. Um, I can't be there for everybody. I don't have the mental capacity for it. And that was a hard place to be because like I said, I was the person that was always there for everybody else. But I had to step back from a lot of things, even things that I loved. So I think that is something to consider Um, while you're going through this, another thing is just to you know learn about grief for yourself. You know, acknowledge what your body is going through, acknowledge the different things like is your legs hurting, is your stomach hurting? If you go to a certain spot, is there a body part that aches? Um, but also to realize like what allows you to release is it dancing, is it cooking, is it running, is it walking, is it. Going to brunch, like acknowledge what makes you happy and what makes you feel better, but also to have your days like allow your body to do what your body wants to do and allow your body to feel it naturally and allow your body to be completely in its authentic self. So if your body cannot wake up, you know, pay attention to that. Realize, like, why is it like you might have to go to work, you might have to take care of your kids, but. Sit with your body, even if it's just for five minutes to figure out, like, okay, what is really going on today? A lot of things that grief does to adults is it keeps us stuck too. So that's why I say it's very important to realize what grief is, the stages of grief, which we will go through that, um, and just figure out like what it is that we actually need to do in order to better ourselves while we are grieving. So, um, Today was kind of heavy. If you stayed this long, thank you. I hope that, you know, you took some notes. I hope that you kind of reflect on everything. Um, This is my second episode, and I am extremely excited about what this platform is to bring. I'm excited of some of the new people I'll be meeting. I'm excited for some of the new equipment that I know is going to be coming, um, but also, too, like I'm just having Cindy on a platform where we can create community and we can create um a healing community at that. So, once again, shout out to Total Entertainment Radio. Make sure y'all check them out at totalentradio.com. Uh, remember, you can buy my book bundle at healingshegotfaith.org. Go to the shop link. It is there. You get a journal planner and novel. And just check out the website. It's a brand new website. I will have a blog coming soon. If you happen to miss this show, you can also catch it on anywhere you listen to podcasts at. You can also catch it on YouTube. I'm here every Monday on Total Entertainment Radio at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, happy monday and i hope you always remember to love you the way you love the world i am Lily, or she got faith your local self-love advocate and i love y'all and i will catch y'all next monday talk to y'all later